Welcome to That's Derm Good. I'm Janelle Ball, and I'm excited to bring you thought-provoking conversations about biologics, specialty medications, treatments, and so much more. I'll be chatting with some amazing guests about access, affordability, and advocacy. You're really going to enjoy this show. This episode is sponsored by BC Educators. BC Educators offers in-office training and virtual via coordinators to create a single point of contact for everything from prior authorizations to prescription acquisition and patient follow-up. To ensure your patients have the access to the medications they need, hire the right team to simplify your dermatology office processes. Visit bceducators.com. That's B-C-E-D-U-C-A-T-O-R-S com. Patient access is our priority. Welcome to That's Derm Good. I'm excited yeah. to have you on. I've been following you on LinkedIn and I, that was one of the first things when I started seeing your posts. I'm like, I got to talk to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your story and, and talk about overcoming psoriasis, your blog, your website. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to hear all about it. Thanks for having me. And You know, it's been an amazing journey, right? I was diagnosed with psoriasis when I was 28, so that's when it started to happen. So I didn't really even know what psoriasis was. I'm sure most people don't know when they get first diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So it started there. I had an amazing career going on, I, an amazing family. I was a volunteer fireman in the fire department, an EMT, a lieutenant. I had everything going for me, and I got diagnosed with psoriasis, which uh, some people say that it's a blessing. But, you know, it's hard to digest that as a blessing, you know, any disease for that matter. But I, I have met so many nice people, including yourself. And I have a wonderful community that, you know, we all support one another. And it's all about peer-to-peer -peer conversation. You know, because when you go into the doctor's office, I'm sure you're aware, you know, doctors don't have a lot of time for you. You know, they can't spend that much time with you because uh, they're in business to make money, obviously, and, and to help people. Right. They have to pay their rent and they have to pay their bills. But in our community, we have all the time in the world and we're able to talk to one another and better discuss what's working for us. And that's what overcoming psoriasis is all about. So you want to hear from people, uh, what's working for them. And it gives you hope. It's all about hope too. Right. right you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So let you know what my background is. I mean, right. I've been working in dermatology for 15 years and, you know, I didn't really start as I guess a biologic coordinator or prior authorization specialist. Mm -hmm. I worked at a front desk and, right. you know, once I started working with, you know, our psoriasis patients and the prior authorizations and seeing how much it affected the quality of life of patients. You know, it really just started making me think of, you know, we have to put ourselves in your shoes and understand where you're coming from and what you're dealing with. And it's hard to really understand that, you know, and mm -hmm. my question to you is when you first were diagnosed, how was that journey? Like, did you have anybody supporting you to help you understand the process? I mean, I'm sure you didn't start out with a biologic or anything. It was probably topicals or something like that. And, you know, what... What was that like when you first were diagnosed and asking questions about what to do? Well, Janelle, I mean, obviously my mom always said, walk a mile in my shoes, right? So what you said, like, uh, you know, you have to put yourself in their shoes and that's exactly the point. So, you know, I, as a patient expert, which I'm considered now, I put myself in other people's shoes and I, you know, I'm 99.9% I'm .9 clear right now. I have a few spots on me that I take care of with, with topicals and stuff. So I appreciate that you said that, you know, that you put yourself in somebody else's shoes because that's hard to do. That's, that's an empath at its best, you know? 
So empathy and compassion is, uh, I'd like to say, one of the stronger qualities people have. So it's like a genius of people, you know. Anyway, yeah. to be a biological coordinator, which I discovered later on, later on, I'm talking about when I was first diagnosed, they didn't have biologics. So right. I was using, of course, like you said, I was using cortisone, steroids, and, you know, steroids had their adverse effects, as you were aware. And I wasn't getting the results that the doctor thought I was being not in compliance to what he recommended. And I can assure you, I was in compliance. I was doing everything that they said to rid myself of this awful disease that just started with a spot on my head and eventually spread throughout my entire body. And it was pretty rapid. So it, it was a fast paced change in my life. And I had to learn about the disease. So at the time, there was no internet. I used to go to the library. And then the internet came about and I was able to talk to other people that had psoriasis, which was amazing. And then I found out about the National Psoriasis Foundation early on, and I volunteered for them. I'm still volunteering for them. I'm a mentor with them. Mm -hmm. So I, I have over 75 mentees and uh, oh. that I've, I've over the years that I've talked to. And, you know, I find that program really rewarding. And same thing with overcoming psoriasis. You know, it's, it's grown tremendously. And uh, I would love to see it grow even further beyond it. I mean, it's not about numbers. It's about getting the care you deserve and speaking to one another and, and learning the ins and outs about psoriasis. So that's basically how I did it. And then I, I went to dermatologists. I was in clinical trials. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know about clinical trials. So yeah. I received the best care in clinical trials. And, you know, they really look after your well-being. They, they really, they take everything into consideration, you know, from head to toe, they're going to, they're going to take your vitals. They're going to do your blood work and you're going to know everything uh, that you even don't want to know about yourself right. <laughs> through a clinical trial. But it's, it's really good to go through because yeah, at the end of the day, hopefully it's going to help you if, if you go through phase three and and get mm -hmm. the actual drug and stuff. Matter of fact, Raptiva was the first drug I was on. It's a biologic. They didn't have coordinators then, but they took that product off the market. But I cleared up from that drug. I, I knew biologics were an amazing process, you know? So they tweaked yeah. it. They knew they were onto something. And sure enough, they found the pathways. They they targeted those specific pathways and IL-17, 12 and 23, TNF mm -hmm. inhibitors. So they're all, you know, targeting crisis and their pathways. And some are better than the others. Some have better indications. But all these medications weren't available back when I was first diagnosed. So here we are today. If they're struggling, Janelle, if they're struggling, they, they have, they're covered with psoriasis, go to your dermatologist and then get prescribed a biologic and then talk to a biological coordinator like yourself, who will walk you through your insurance process to get you the mm -hmm. medication that, that your prescriber, you know, wrote the prescription for us. So in the past, what I've experienced with biological coordinators is that they don't stop. They are going to mm -hmm. get you that medication that was prescribed. Uh, the payers don't want to prescribe that medication because they want you to try other systemic medications right. that are less expensive and, you know, have adverse side effects. And we know that, you know, going forward, there's no hiding the fact that, you know, these systemic medications that they used to prescribe for psoriasis or have very toxic side effects. So I was prescribed those and I read about them and I decided not to go on them. So I read more positive information about biologics than I have about systemic medication. Yeah. So you want to explain to the audience about what systemics is versus a biologic? Maybe that... Uh... I mean, a lot of times for most of the insurance companies I've seen, they're wanting to see if patients have tried like methotrexate or something, which has a lot of effect on your liver. And a lot of prescribers don't like to write for methotrexate. So now it's like, we got to do that research and figure out 
what are some reasons why we can't put this patient on this medication on, on methotrexate or what are some of those contraindications, but it's so unfortunate and it's frustrating for us because, you know, we have to deal with that step therapy, but, you know, as a biologic coordinator, our job is to figure out the almost kind of work around <laughs> a little bit, you know, where right. we, we have to know the insurance companies enough to know exactly what they're looking for and know, okay, if this is what they're asking, how can we make sure that the patient can get on this biologic without having to do X, Y, and Z, whether it's, you know, the body surface area, you know, how much psoriasis does the patient have, you know, quality of life, you know, all of those things. And that's where it's so important. And I've come to learn that not everybody knows how to document properly. Not everybody knows how to ask those questions, but it's really until you know, I started working in this role and started seeing the questions that insurance was asking. That's mm -hmm. when you realize, okay, these are the questions that we need to be having with our patients and making sure that it goes into the chart notes. And then I'm able to really train, you know, the MA staff and help them understand, you know, how to properly document so that it makes our job a little bit easier, you know, so you gathering all that information, you know, and I always say it's, you're building a case, right? You know, when when a lawyer goes into court, they're going to make sure that they've got all the paperwork and all the necessary information to plead their case. And for us, you know, it's making sure we get that full history of whatever you've tried and failed and what you've been on in the past and how it affects your quality of life. I think quality of life is huge, you know, and I'm sure mm -hmm. you know very well how psoriasis really has an effect on your mental health, physical health, all of those things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I did have a question too. Was your first go-to a dermatologist or did you see a family physician first? Yeah. So I went to a dermatologist and the dermatologist, you know, immediately said it was psoriasis. And like, it's so important to us patients specifically because you can't water down the effect of psoriasis on a person's quality of life because it's devastating. It really is. I mean, depending on the severity, I was a severe case. Some people have mild, they'll get it on their elbows and their knees. Studies show that if you have inverse psoriasis, where it's uh, just affecting the groin and, you know, your, your personal uh, private areas, you know, that has a huge quality life issues because now it's going into relationships and most people, you know, in that situation feel depressed and depression is a huge Thing with psoriasis because the same cytokines that are causing the psoriasis are also inflaming the depression element of the mind to body thing. So you have an article about that on your blog. <laughs> yes, I do. Talk about the connection. <laughs> you know, you. well, it's interesting because I feel like I've heard this before where they're like, oh, I don't want to go on a biologic because it can cause depression. Well, it's not mm -hmm. the biologic that's causing that depression. <laughs> Right, exactly. And so many people are afraid of biologics because of the systemics, right? Mm -hmm. Because years ago, cyclosporin and, and methotrexate mm -hmm. were the drug to go to for, for people with psoriasis. And the reason right. being is because uh, methotrexate was a cancer drug. So people with cancer and had psoriasis on visible manifested on their skin, they would, they would go on methotrexate and the psoriasis would clear up. So they made the connection and they started, you know, uh, prescribing methotrexate for psoriasis patients. There's a lot to learn about psoriasis. I'm so glad that science is catching up with psoriasis and, and we have so much hope. And I met Cindy Lauper because of psoriasis. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah that is cool. <laughs> yeah. You so know, I think that's, that's really, it's important for people to mm -hmm. understand that there is support there. And mm -hmm. I love that we're able to talk mm -hmm. about it, bring that awareness. And I love what you're doing with your blog mm -hmm. and 
the Thank advocating you. because, you know, it mm. really is so important for people to know that there's help out there. And yeah. what's funny is, you know, even just talking about the biologic coordinator role, because, you know, that's newer in the last several years. And right. there's a lot of biologic coordinators that I get to talk to and they're like, wow, I didn't know you were dealing with the same issues that I was. And it's yeah. not until you start talking about it. So having that, right. bringing that awareness around these chronic conditions is so important so that people would know that they're not alone, that there's support yeah. there, that there are people that care, that have that empathy, that want to make sure that they are able to do well and that they can succeed and have a better quality of life because nobody should be dealing with something like this by themselves, right? Nobody should have yeah. to worry about, you know, what mm. is the cost going to be? Mm. And Am I going to be able to continue this medication if I start something that actually works? You know, was that ever a thought for you? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you hit on a lot of fine points there. I mean, uh, I mean, once the doctor writes a prescription, the fun begins, right? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not like go to CVS and get your uh, prescription filled because there's so much more involved. And you guys know the loopholes because the medications, let's face it, are 20,000 an injection, 30,000 an injection, over 100,000 a year for some of these medications. You know, I mean, honestly, I don't know who can really afford that. So you're able to go through these loopholes and patient assistance programs mm -hmm. that I rely on to get my medications. You know, it's been a blessing for me, you know, and there's been so many improvements to that step therapy. I was with the National Psoriasis Foundation and we were trying to curtail the step therapy programs that exist where they require you to go on these steroids or systemics before you get a biologic. And the other thing is the time, the duration in between injections is very important because, you know, on these medications, the biologics tend to wear off. And like Dyrizi, which is the medication I'm on, depending on the period of time that the biologic is every 90 days. So if you, mm -hmm. if you don't, if you don't inject in a timely manner, it can lose efficacy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know that yeah. it's so true. I mean, and it's important to make sure that you are staying on that schedule because, you know, you do run into those issues. And a lot of times we see patients that are coming back in and they're like, well, it's not working now. It stopped working. And, you right. know, one of the first questions are, you know, when, when was your last injection? And are you on schedule? Are you staying on schedule? Because that really can make such a huge difference. And you don't think that it would, yeah. but, you know, especially with the drug like Skyrizi, where it's every 12 weeks, you would think that, oh, yeah. maybe I have some time in between. But yeah, it's, it's really important to make sure that patients are able to stay on the dosing that is prescribed so that you don't run yeah. into a lot of those issues. And you run into issues on both ends, you know, the insurance company as well. I've seen that where the insurance company is like, well, you know, they're not filling like they're supposed to. So we're just not going to approve it any longer and gives you all kinds of issues <laughs> with that. Yeah. So that's, that's more work on our end. We've got to fight again with the insurance to say, no, you know, they really do need to be on this medication. It's frustrating. Yeah. That's yeah. term good. That's term good. I had to plug you there. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway. So the guy Rizzi has been a blessing for me. It really has it cleared up my inverse psoriasis, which I struggled with for years on other biologics as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, these medications tend to last me five years and then I have to switch. But I've been on several uh, biologics. And, uh, you know, there's also many comorbidities that run alongside with psoriasis, you know, especially psoriatic arthritis, right? That's one of the more serious ones where if you don't get help with that, you could lose bone density and yeah. uh, your joints can 
really be affected. So it's important to be diagnosed quickly with if you have you know joint pain. And I'm not sponsored by these companies, by the way. This is this is just my experience. Yeah. yeah. So this is a non-steroidal Etama, I call it. Some people yeah. pronounce it differently. But uh, non-steroidal cream, it's a game changer. And uh, I tried it on several spots, you know, that are, are reluctant or very stubborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've gone away because of Vitama. So that's awesome. As a matter of fact, um, my girlfriend has perioral. She tried it and her spots disappeared because of this. And you don't have to reapply this. I mean, it's like after like eight days, it went away. I mean, some people, it takes longer. Some spots are a little bit more resistant, but this has been amazing. This is a huge breakthrough for the psoriasis community. And yeah. I heard it's going into eczema. So atopic dermatitis. So that's awesome. Yeah. So my dermatologist to the same dermatologist down in Florida who had the biological coordinator, she prescribed it. She's like, Todd, I want you to try this. I heard it's really good. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she gave me a little sample, tiny little sample. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, it cleared that a couple of spots of mine. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is the real deal. That's amazing. uh, yeah, so I'm I'm happy to shout out about it because anything that works, like I'm doing this program now. We're doing this uh, Tiva, and I've lost 21 pounds in the oh. last, and it hasn't even been a month yet. Congratulations! Super, yeah, I'm super <laughs> excited about that. I mean, I can't even tell you because I've been trying for years to lose weight, and my daughter will tell you, you know, because her wedding came up, and I I was up to like 234, 235. I'm down to 213.8 right now, so. This morning I got on a scale. I didn't even know I was going to lose weight. I know this is off topic, but mm-hmm. it's 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 all part. It all comes into play That's, because mm-hmm. because it's taking care of your health, right? I mean, I don't want to be tethered to pharmaceutical companies for the rest of my life. I'm trying to rid myself of this disease. I've been trying for over 32 years now, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I'm finally catching up to it. And uh, I'm really happy about that. And I, I love to share this story going forward. And this yeah, other product. Control. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been pretty much in control for years, you know, with mm-hmm. my psoriasis. And I used to go to beaches and, and people would just pick up their belongings and just walk to the parking lot or move mm-hmm. away from me because they thought I was so contagious, you know. And I've had rude remarks, rude stares, so many uh, comments that I can just, you know, I felt like I wanted to crawl under a rock, you know. It was yeah. bad. It was really bad. And, and uh, you know, we don't sign up for these diseases, right? You know? No, no so. not at all. It just goes to show that there's so much lack of knowledge. People don't understand what psoriasis is or what it looks like. And, you know, that is, that's one of the things that we want people to know is that it's not contagious. And, right. <laughs> you know, it's, there just needs to be a lot more information out there for yeah. for people that don't even have psoriasis to just have a good understanding of what it is. Yeah. Two percent of the population, two to three percent of the population suffer with psoriasis. And seven point five million Americans yeah. have psoriasis, you know, and you know, so many people have the gene, but it hasn't been triggered. So they say double the amount of people have the gene, but that just hasn't been triggered. So you have to be genetically predisposed. Like you said, it's not contagious, right? And it's more than skin deep. So it's Mm -hmm. affecting your, all your organs, your joints. And uh, I was really blessed to talk to a heart specialist, a cardiologist, and they basically showed that it affects the vascular and the heart and the the arteries of the body, of the body and all all the inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was one of my better videos that I took at the National Psoriasis foundation conference okay and yeah so that's um some of my blogs and my facebook pages as well 
So I mm. saw you had one about nutrition and psoriasis, how those two kind of go hand in hand. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you said that you were you were working on on your weight and all of that and starting this new program. How does nutrition and psoriasis go together? Like, how is that affected? Like psoriasis is inflammation throughout your body. So obviously, if you eat anti-inflammatory foods or, or maybe have supplements, uh, herbs or, or like green tea or, or things like that, or, or you know, you're not going to change your DNA. Right, your DNA, you're programmed to. You know, it's like a light switch with psoriasis. You, once it's triggered, you can't turn it off. So the nutritional component of it is, uh, from what I'm learning, is that if you can, we can decrease the inflammation through nutrition. We're able to subside some of the symptoms of psoriasis. Do you know what your triggers are? Like I eat chocolate and drink coffee, and it used to show up on my skin the next day. You know. So it used to aggravate the psoriasis. A lot of people, uh, sugar or things like that, eat, uh, drinking alcohol, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. With, with uh, wine was uh, really bad. Uh, but now I'm at a point where I could drink a glass of wine. Uh, I know beer is an inflammation in, in a can, and uh, wine is has those uh, things in it that cause the inflammation throughout the body. So I want to avoid all those things. But I've been learning, you know, because of Optivia, I've learned a lot about proteins, carbs, and mm. fat, the good fats, you know, yeah. and what foods to eat. And, and it definitely reduces the inflammation in the body. So I'm really happy about this program. Yeah. So, so how did you learn what was triggering those flares? I went to so many doctors, you know, because before, you know, there, were, there wasn't support groups like this. So I had to go to doctors to find out. So I went to an al get allergy tested. So I did all those things with the uh, wheat and everything. It turned out I was a little allergic to wheat. And okay. so that was the only thing that showed up. So then I started looking into gluten and diets and everything. Oh, horrible. The worst. But I didn't have that gluten problem. So I didn't yeah. have to go on a gluten-free diet after all. But I did try it. And then I tried Dr. Palgano's diet, uh, healing psoriasis, which was so strict and so restrictive. You know, so like, but that was years ago. And I read that book from cover to cover. And I applied those daily and went to uh, chiropractors, got my spine manipulated and was following his diet plan. And he was a chiropractor. So he believed in that. And mm. anyway, I looked like a skeleton because I lost wow. so much weight and that didn't really clear my psoriasis. So everything like no sugar, and coffee, I was everything, bread, so limited. And it was crazy. I, mm. I did that. And thank God I got off that. <laughs> so, there's a lot of restrictions but, there <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy if you read the book it's just so restrictive now you can do you can go on a biologic you can and, and you can be clear in three weeks you know so yeah. it's amazing that's really interesting so from your history and your experiences is that what really triggered you to create um, overcoming psoriasis did you feel like you had resources before or support before you started this Yes, because I connected with people from the National Psoriasis Foundation. I used to get their bulletin, and in the back of the bulletin, it says it works for me, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all peer-related articles about things that people were trying. So, you know, I just started. They have a, a page called Inspire, and that's another area where you can talk to peers. So Yeah. But they're popping up all over the place now, and... You know, I used to be the one and only on Facebook, but now there's so many of them. Even pharmaceutical companies are now getting involved. So mm -hmm. I'm a little diluted in that area, but it is what it is. I'm just happy that people are getting help and they don't feel alone. 
and they don't suffer in silence and they're able to come out of their houses and do things that, you know, we normally do as you know, with person without psoriasis. Right. You know, I love that, that you have that resource and Hey, I found you on LinkedIn, so it's not that diluted. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I'm so happy today because one of my doctors, I lost contact with him for three years. He used to work for Rockefeller University. I was in a clinical trial there and I did two biologic uh, towels and uh, Cosentex, I believe I was there. And Dr. Jason Hawks is in California now. He says he went from New York to California and kind of like lost contact, but he sent me an invite today and I'm just so happy that he did because he's a brilliant person of psoriasis. You know, he's just one of those, he was under Dr. Kruger and he's into, you know, research and science and, and really knows a lot about psoriasis. And I know Dr. Lebowall too, who's probably the most recognized yeah. person in the field. So, and, uh, Dr. Lebowall has been an amazing uh, mentor for me. And, uh, He's invited me to talk to other dermatologists from not only this country, but around the world that he has wow. at Mount Sinai University. Yeah. So That's amazing. Yeah. Icon School of Medicine. Yeah. And I, I was able to do a fundraiser for Dr. Lebowall with through the National Psoriasis Foundation that we raised over $4.5 million in his name. And one night at the Plaza wow. Hotel. Yes. And uh, who else did I meet there that, that was didn't want anyone to know, but Simon and Garfunkel had psoriasis, which mm -hmm. he just recently came out and told people about. But, you know, he's still fighting the cause and helping people. And he's a good person. So, yeah. So those are the people that are fighting for us behind the scenes. You don't realize that, that because of them, we have all these medications, you know, yeah. these scientists. And Dr. Nicole Ward, I've met, I think he connected the IL-17 with Cosentex and some other medications, you know, you know, that are kind of like uh, derivatives, like the receptors they work, but it's all through the pathway of IL-17. And then uh, Stellaro, which was amazing. I met so many people from Janssen and mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the first medications I went on after Raptiva. And that, thank God that came out right after they stopped the program. And they had me talk in front of their R&D department I was, and broadcasted it throughout the world for their R&D department. And mm -hmm. uh, that was really cool. I went to New Jersey and met them all and met the president of Janssen's medication, president of VP of marketing and so many different people. I met the CFO of Novartis and we talked about Cosentex. And like my friend Gary's on the commercial with uh, Cosentex. You oh, know, wow. He's, yeah, so I was invited to see Cindy Lauper on stage when I was in Boston. I was up for a national award at that time. And my friend was flying Rod Stewart around and Cindy Lauper was the warm-up band because Bobby was backstage. I said, Bobby, just choose yourself to Cindy Lauper. And I said, I know her personally. And he said, sure enough, she said, oh, he's here. Tell him to come backstage. I couldn't come backstage though because I was so involved <laughs> with the National Psoriasis Foundation. But uh, anyway, amazing. it was truly a, an amazing moment. That's you impressive. Know, yeah. That is so exciting to hear what you have done and how you've helped so many people. And I love to hear that. I mean, that just makes me so excited. I've just known you for a short period of time and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Janelle. Really but in the same breath, I mean, you're doing an amazing job being a biological coordinator because it's so necessary. Because I used to do that work. You know, I had to fight those little battles. They weren't even little. They were huge. They were huge obstacles for me to, to get my medication, you know, and to get it in a timely manner. And, you know, the biggest accomplishment, I think, was step therapy. 
And with the National Psoriasis Foundation, we had 60 other disease states that were fighting for this step therapy because it affects everybody. That, yeah. You know, one in four prescriptions were filled as written, you know, at that time. I don't know if it's changed since then, but so these doctors will write the prescription. 75% of them would be not approved, you know. Yeah. It's a big deal. And it all ties in. I was a lieutenant in the fire department and I knew the baby senator because he lived in our district mm -hmm. and he used to visit the fire department frequently. So I knew him and I just went to his office in Smithtown and I talked to his chief of staff and and uh, was able to meet him in Washington. And we got to push through because he went to oh, the wow. governor and the governor in 11th hour curtailed step therapy so we can get our medications. So that that's probably wow. the biggest accomplishment I've ever done for the community, I think. I think people want to know how we can, how can people help and push those agendas to make sure that we have that accessibility? I used to advocate for the National Psoriasis Foundation more than I do to this day, but uh, it's only because of COVID and uh, COVID kind of put a damper on all that. So we couldn't meet in person and stuff and things fell by the wayside. We used to meet and, and a lot of these meetings were sponsored by pharmaceutical companies, which were great. but so what I advocate is, you know, join the National Psoriasis Foundation and go into their government program where, you know, you visit Washington. I've been there at least five times with the NPF and sponsored by the NPF. And I would learn both about the House and the Senate and then Washington, the White House, you know. So you're able to go there and visit and learn. And then, you know, obviously you want to see Washington. So went to the Smithsonian and it's really cool to be able to see all that and, and to see yeah. it with a, you know, an agenda in mind, that's going to benefit medical patients. Well, that's amazing. Without having politics background, you can still get involved and you can still make a difference. Um, yeah. In, in so many. Yeah. There's a lot of politics involved and it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's about patient care, you know, right. and that's what we all should really look through what's going on. Just to leave our audience with some resources, you know, number one is going to mm. is going to overcomingpsoriasis.com, right? What other resources have helped you? I know you said the National Psoriasis Foundation. Yes, they have a patient assistance program, which is really good. I would highly recommend if, if you're really struggling, they could have their people talk to you about everything that's involved. Obviously, they might not have the personal experience in it because you know, they might not have psoriasis, but they're there to help and their resources are legit. Mm -hmm. And they'll refer you, they could find you doctors, can refer you, to, you know, if you're having trouble getting your medication, maybe that doctor doesn't have a biological coordinator. Not every doctor does. Right. Or they'll they refer you to a board certified dermatologist or rheumatologist in your area. And then there's, there's so many remote areas that don't have these types of doctors. So mm -hmm. you're able to do telehealth. They can maybe set you up with telehealth conferences and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I have several groups. And like I have a Scott Rizzi support group too. I have Tal support okay. group. I have Cosentex. All the, what was the, Otesla, which uh, I don't have. Um, but I was on Otesla. Uh, one of the things that the doctor said to me, I'll never forget, is that you'll lose weight on this. I was like, okay, <laughs> let me try that. <laughs> so anyway, but unfortunately, it didn't clear my psoriasis. It had like a 65% rate of effectiveness. So a lot of these drugs like Skyrizi, I think is like way up there, like almost 90 to 95%. I don't know. You have to look. Everybody reacts so differently to yeah. biologics. But now I love that 
there's so many options available for patients and, you know, those expectations are a lot higher than they used to be, you know, before it was Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, you might get 50% clear. And I don't know if that was your experience where you you might get clear, you might not get that all the way clear, but you'll feel a lot better. But now it's like, you can expect to get a hundred percent clear. And if you're not, you know, talk to your dermatologist so that you can get something that is going to get you clear. Yes. Right. Switch another, to a new medication. Right. My doctor was trying to talk me into sky Rizzi for months, but I was, uh, I was on towels mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I don't really know. I mean, I was on it for a long time and, but it was so painful to inject. They changed that now. They, so anyway, I finally listened to her. Not only did she, you know, convert me and go to Sky Rizzi, but she also told me about Vitamo, which, you know, she's, she wasn't even a, a doctor. She was a PA. She was very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable doctor in, in Florida. So the, the resources are there if you want them, if you want to talk to right. your peers. It's so rewarding to see people have conversations about psoriasis and, and, and uh, talk about what's working for them. The other resources are, you know, you can go to the NIH and read abstract. I'll read about what's what's being developed for psoriasis, yeah. you know, you know, and a lot of these psoriasis medications turned out to be effective for other disease states. So I'm very happy about that, too. So like my Stellara group is now Stellara and Crohn's, you know, because they're mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, it's working for Crohn's patients and IBS patients and, you know, and uh, Acolone spondylitis, if you can even say the word. You know, these biologics are even proven good for COVID. So where do you find these groups? Where are these groups at? All on Facebook, Instagram. I have overcoming psoriasis on Instagram. I have overcoming psoriasis on Pinterest. I have overcoming psoriasis on Twitter. Yeah. So these are all things that I've been doing. And now I have a TikTok. I'm learning how to use TikTok, which is. I'll um, still see some, some dances and some moves, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do any break dancing or anything like that yet, but maybe I'll learn that when I'm 70. <laughs> I might break a bone or something instead of a break dance. <laughs> but anyway, it's been such a journey and I got, I got hundreds of stories I could tell you, but we'll definitely have to do a part two at some point. I'm really looking forward to saying, you know, uh, that, you know, one day I could be like, I reversed my psoriasis due to this. That's what I really want. So until then, it's been great. Thanks for having me. You know? Yes, thanks and, uh, for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you and it's, just learning about your journey and all that you're doing. And it's it's really inspiring. Well, you're inspiring sure. too. It's it's derm good. <laughs> it is derm good. <laughs> it is. It is. It's exciting to be able to be in this position because I really, you know, my passion has been to to help others and, you know, what. It's been such a joy to be able to learn and be in this role and be able to talk to people like yourself and, you know, just all these experiences. It's, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you are inspiring people and helping people. So thank, thank you. you. Take care. Bye, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me and listening to That's Derm Good. You can expect new episodes of That's Derm Good every other week. The podcast is available on your favorite app, including where you're listening right now. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. Bye.